0: from Sydney, and welcome to our the Proof of Concept podcast, the tech show where we explore real life use cases from the field and discuss some of the hot questions in the field of data science and AI. I am, as always, your host, Grant Case, and as always, my partner in crime up there in Singapore. Hello, Alex Hubert.
1: Hi, guys. Hi, Grant. Nice to speak to you again.
0: Oh, it's always a great day when we're talking about... Uh, data science and AI, and today's interesting little topic we're going to talk about is the data catalog. Is it dead? What is it? Um, it's kind of an interesting concept. It's something that's been around for some time. And as always, let's let's start off the show here and tell us a little bit, Alex, about what is the cool stuff you can do with a data catalog?
1: Uh... I mean, when people think about data catalog, right, obviously we think that uh, concepts that probably only exist in enterprise, right? It's going to be that massive repository where you have data and some metadata about the data. You think about something you know, like a catalog, right? Not something you really want to explore, but you can actually do some very cool things outside of the enterprise with data catalog. And the first example that comes in mind is all the, um, all the stuff around open data. Um, you have a lot of uh, different entities worldwide. Uh, in France, we have something called the Ban, but I'm thinking about uh, Harvard when I was doing some research on the topic. Uh, they have uh, some open data that they reference through a data catalog. So what is it exactly? Well, they have a bunch of data sets that can be useful for different students that want to uh, uh, explore and discuss some, um, you know, like use cases related to data. So they have like somewhat of a, an expertise in, in the field. Like I was looking, for instance, into the Shuttle API um or the financial aid data set where you can find all the statistics and and breakdown for financial aid on on, on a lot of uh, different schools. So you basically go on a portal, you know what you're looking for, you can explore the data, you can explore the metadata, you can explore the columns, you can explore a lot of things about this data set and then you retrieve the data that you want to start working with it. It's as simple as that, the data catalog. And yeah, like there's, there's a couple of cool use case in the, uh, in the open source world.
0: Yeah, uh, and I completely agree. I think we end up uh, a lot of organizations, a lot of individuals actually interact with, and I would give a lot of kudos to, we're typically always kind of befuddling on, well, what's going on with governments? What are, are they not being as progressive when it comes to data yeah. science and AI? This is one area where uh, the public sector has actually gotten ahead of the private sector. Uh, so, for example, when I was uh, my former uh, home city was New York, a uh, New York City open data uh, where you literally have the entirety of. And this has gone on for over a decade now where New York City has published all of these different data sets about uh, what's going on with the subways, the buses, yep. uh, restaurant restaurants. Uh, uh, Restaurant ratings, etc. All stuff you that we can all kind of work that with. because like yeah. in
1: France we have we have some we have some similar stuff. You don't have the rating, you don't find that kind of data super easily, but definitely the subway. Uh, I remember one of my first use cases that did I did at Dataiku was with uh, open data related to um to the to the bike sharing stuff, the bike sharing mm-hmm. stations,
0: city bike bike sharing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you have a big data catalog, same, that you can access through portal, and then, <laughs> um, and then people can retrieve what they're looking for.
0: Yeah. And I think that ends up being kind of this, you know, what is the cool thing about this? It's just being able to get to the data itself. And I yeah. think that's ultimately one of the keys uh, when we try to explain this. So uh, just as always, let's, you know, how would we explain this like a five-year-old to our CEO? You know, what is it, what is it, or the data catalog uh, that they should know?
1: Yeah. So essentially, if you, if you just, if you just draw the line from, you draw the parallel from uh, the open source world, the open data world, really, that we have described, and you put that in the context of the enterprise, it's, it's a similar idea. A data catalog is going to be a piece of software. First of all, it's not, like it's not. It's different from the concept of data dictionary that I guess we're gonna talk about a little later, but it's a, piece of so, it's a piece of software. It's very often a web app, something like this that you can access and where you're gonna find information about tables, about columns in those tables, all sorts of metadata, again, related to uh, the huge number of data you might have within your organization. So for instance, A very dear customer of us, our ground has about 700,000 tables. (laughs) Well, a data catalog is going to be super useful for the different data practitioner within the enterprise to identify the data set that they want to look for, that they want to, that they need to work for to build use cases, to build reports, to answer questions to the regulators, to answer questions to execs. And sometimes you you used to work with certain data set, but sometimes you have to do a little bit of lateral thinking. And this mm-hmm. is where the data catalog is going to be super helpful for you because yeah, you can find some related items through the data mm-hmm. catalog.
0: Yeah, uh, I think when I think about the data catalog and the, the benefit of something, uh, a great use case out there right now. And uh, they've actually published a lot of different open source projects. This one I would love to see, but it hasn't seen yet uh, is Airbnb has their, uh, has always been a very progressive organization in and around uh, analytics and AI. And data obviously is the lifeblood of that organization. Their data catalog uh, is 200,000 tables, uh, oh, very wow. well manicured and managed so that Ultimately, you know that data catalog is there to get speed to value, right? So that to me is, when I'm trying to break this down, it's like, what if you could search your data just like you search Google uh, and yeah. find the things, find the context, and ultimately uh, get the results that you need? So for me, that becomes kind of the real benefit of the, and why it's so important to have these data catalogs.
1: But but at the what, same time, and I think you you just you just said it in that Airbnb example. The, the reason why some people would think right now that the data catalog is is dying or the way we know it makes it an old concept is because you just said it. There are some some inherent problems associated to it, and the fact that you have to say that there is about 200 tables perfectly manufactured. Ma- mani- <laughs> Who's taking what? care of data that?
0: data is not, data's not perfect what are you talking about <laughs> it's always perfect alex come on yeah
1: and and who's who's taking care of making sure that the data catalog is always up to date always refreshed with the latest the latest piece of data that what 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 give the confidence for users to get into yeah. a data catalog and think like can i trust the data that i see right now yeah. and when you consider the volumetry of the volume, the sheer volume of data that we generate every day, that big organization generate every day. I'd be very curious to see how Airbnb, for instance, is is uh, is dealing with such a problem because it's it's yeah. just it's the scale of data that makes it difficult right now for data catalog to stay relevant.
0: And how about you uh, here in the audience? How do you feel about data catalogs? Are you finding them? Do you have them in your organization? Have you interacted with them in the public sector? Hey. Give us a comment, uh, give us some feedback. Love to hear from you uh, on LinkedIn and YouTube. Please follow us and uh, let us know what you think about the data catalog. And that kind of uh, is a nice dovetail, Alex, into our compare and contrast. So, how did we get here? And I think this is one of the probably the most interesting things about the data catalog. And this is actually very indicative of our conversation around the feature store, right? People are in this concept of, I've got, I, I don't want to have to go try to find the data. I don't want to recreate something that someone's already done. So in theory, I should be able to get to that. You know, If Alex has built something, I can come back and use what Alex has had, and I don't have to redo it. So when yep. I'm thinking about the compare and contrast, uh, I'm trying to think about how much effort does it take for me to go find what's needed, or what Alex did, versus should I just really go back and redo it myself uh, because yep. I don't know what the value is. I don't know, like you said, the quality associated with it. And that to me is kind of this juxtaposition, this tension between kind of the data catalog uh, for those of us who sit around uh, and been around a while, we think about things like master data management and is the yep. data correct, but there's a lot of, you know, manual intervention. We've got to have data stewards. We've got to do data dictionaries Etc. So for me, that's kind of the interesting thing about all of this is it's obviously something of value. Uh, but what, how do I, how much does it take to me to get to that value?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very good point. Uh, actually when we, when we take a step back for a very long time, you, you just, you just had data dictionaries and data dictionaries were enough because again, yeah. the volume of data made it enough in itself and the data catalog is just the next step uh on top of data dictionaries and actually data dictionaries now are definitely part it's it's an important key component of the data catalog uh and because the problems around scalability of data the problems around can i trust those, those data the the, the 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 data morphism the 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 speed at which data are changing Makes mm-hmm. it super complex to 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 manage a good uh, data catalog, and ultimately, what you end up seeing, uh, at least in the organization that we talk to, when we do POCs uh, across APAC, yeah, you realize that yeah, there is uh, a big central data catalog, but then every teams manage their own little own repositories uh, mm-hmm. that reference all the assets that they end up just using for themselves that they use, to, that they use over and over and over again, which defeats the first overall purpose of the metadata catalog, if I may say, because yeah. people don't really trust it. Um, it's not very useful to discover uh, potential other tables that can make your job easier, yeah. that can enhance your use case. Uh, and it just becomes that, yeah, that overarching central repository that uh, is going to be used to create local repositories and local data catalog per team, and in that case, it starts to lose a little bit of
0: its value. Yeah, to me, this also you you bring up a good point there, and it's the you know I as a team are starting to work with this uh, alone. So you know we always talk about this come uh, tension. Uh, here in just IT in general is centralization versus decentralization. I think the concept of the data catalog is a very centralization concept. Uh, but in the case of our you know, Airbnb, which has 200,000 tables, our friends uh, uh, here in APAC with has 700,000 tables. Yeah. How are you going to ever deal with that? And to be fair, if I'm looking for something and I'm in one part of this organization is looking for another piece of data that's in the completely other side of the organization, even valuable. So we start getting to this concept of, yeah, you have a centralization, uh, but is it really valuable to know that, you know, Alex is, I'm in marketing and Alex is doing something in operations and they're doing a completely different set of data. Um, does that even make sense for me right yeah. so that to me becomes the the issue yeah. when it comes to this
1: yeah essentially the the, the there's there's a couple of big issues yeah and and the, the last one that we are touching upon right now is is definitely the the kind of distribution like how can, how much can you you know you have a lot of uh, a lot of, we live at the within the era of um uh, you know, like scalability and and, and dis- distribute the compute, distribute data set across different nodes and stuff, you realize that the data catalog in itself is some concept that is very standalone, very heavy, and doesn't uh, deal very well with that need for flexibility and distribution across, yeah, the exactly. set across different teams.
0: I I feel like any time I hear data catalog I'm thinking of this big behemoth thing that yep. you know ha, you know this it's being blessed by IT and we got a real interesting thing to work with for like the first 6 months and then it kind of goes sideways right yeah. So, to, so what do you think about data catalogs? Is this something of interest to you? Is it? Do you find value in it? Uh, please hit us up on LinkedIn. Uh, drop us a comment here on YouTube. We'd love to hear from you in terms of your thoughts in and around the data catalog. So let's actually talk a little bit about the value. How do we make money, save money, improve the customer experience when it comes with the data catalog? What value does it bring? Uh, yeah. So I think we all.
1: No no go ahead go ahead
0: no, go ahead sorry
1: Yeah so so the 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 value you get from it if it's done right mm-hmm. and if it's done right and if it I would say if it sits in a reasonably manageable uh pack of data the value is pretty obvious it's very similar to uh, our conversation on the on the feature store again like mm-hmm. gaining time gaining productivity um potentially finding that little table that's going to make such a big difference mm-hmm. in uh, improving the accuracy of a model uh, or just simply finding that really cool table that's going to help you build a super cool use case and a super new cool feature that you can add to your website or to, to your offering. So in terms of discover, di- discovery, discoverability and gain in, in time and productivity, that's those are the obvious gains, mm-hmm. but I would caveat that to the size of your organization. I think there is a potential, um, um, like almost inverse relationship in terms of productivity gain that you have through a data catalog, uh, linked to the size of the data that you actually ask the data catalog to manage. The more data you have, the the, the more table you have when you start talking about seven hundred thousand tables, more than a million tables, I really doubt that the value you're going to get from it is going to be, you know, proportional essentially.
0: Mm -hmm. And again, I think when it comes to these table, uh, the whole idea of a data catalog, uh, yes, save money, make it easier, make it more efficient to get to stuff, build those features. But I'm, And I'll talk a little bit about my predictions here in a few minutes, because we do have a number of partners that are working in this area. And there's definitely a lot of, you know, there's a lot of potential value that's being derived and generated uh, by different organizations with data catalogs. But for me, it's, you know, you can save money. You can, in effect, help yourself from a compliance perspective as we talk about things yeah. like responsible AI. Are we using yeah. the right level of columns to actually do something correctly? So yeah, so those are the sorts. I almost think it it's more valuable as a time saver and a potential keep you out of jail. Uh, yeah, exactly. When it comes to the data catalog itself. So exactly,
1: and especially the the modern data catalogs, like they they have all those. They're very complete, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Especially on the security features, uh, mm-hmm. they're gonna guarantee you that from uh, data access, data usage, PII data, all those very sensitive type of topic related to the to the regulator. They're gonna make sure that you can uh, explore and access the right data that you are supposed to explore and 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 use at the at the first place. So, yeah, the the get you out of jail card. is a
0: a huge component as well, for sure. All right. And so now let's, here to wrap up the show, let's talk about predictions because I've got a lot of interesting predictions in and around this uh, when it comes to the data catalog itself. Every organization I've worked with, uh, you have to have a culture of... Ensuring the completeness, the accuracy of the data catalog—it is actually work to do that, and it's not fun work. Uh, there's a reason you had this concept and idea of data stewards—you uh, know, people that are sole job is to make sure that you know uh, that what's going into the data catalog is correct, and the data that's coming through is correct—to uh, ensure our data quality, but intent. In the end, it's incredibly manually intensive. Yeah, you know, Think about our customer, you know, with 700,000 tables, they that want to, yeah. It's like who, who, to me, this is where AI and machine learning should be able to help automate this. Because to be fair, I think of, I'm looking for this next leap because we know there's value here, okay. but it's the automation to get there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Versus, I've got I'm got somebody who's keeping this stuff up. It just can't happen. You can't do this with, as you say, the speed at which data is moving, changing, new columns, uh, new data being created inside of an organization. It just can't be done. Uh, with if you're in, hey, I need to do it myself, right? Or I need a team to do it. I think this is one place where. It's ripe for the potential for automation and AI. Uh, yeah, something you know to deal with this, because quite frankly, uh, the organizations that it work well in it ends up being very much more uh, driven by from a compliance perspective and regulatory, uh, not necessarily everybody else. So I think about banks, I think about uh, government agencies, organizations that are very much in the. Or we're talking about public sector where it's you know it's yep. open season right on this stuff yep. and you need some of that. But to me that becomes like unless we we bridge this gap of making it easier to deal with seven hundred thousand tables inside of our organization, yeah, yeah it's always you're going to be you're just running against the clock. That yeah, yeah
1: I agree. And 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 I I was pre- preparing the show. I was actually surprised that. There is, there isn't a bigger, um, offering of, of data catalogs powered by AI and ML, uh, not only to automate, like to a certain extent, what you, what you just, uh, explained really, really well, like automate all the manual work that people have to do right now, but also to make discoverability so much better. Because again, right now, the assumption with a data catalog is you already kind of know what you're looking for, but across Mm -hmm. 700,000 tables, you you can't know what you don't know, right? And if you don't have a good data catalog that can suggest you tables, that can tell you, hey, people looking for this table, for instance, are also looking at that table, Uh, Mm -hmm. people with your set of right, they're also looking at this type of, of table, if you don't have some good tools that are going to help you to discover the right set of data at the right time, um, it's it's probably again the value is probably diminishing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say that I don't think you know we were saying like data catalog are dead. I think they are dead in the instance that they are right now. They are going to force to keep evolving to become mm-hmm. much more user friendly. Uh, and, and and deliver back some of that value to the, um, to the different users. And I wouldn't be surprised once again to see the cloud providers coming with um, a full stack offering on top of uh, their core storage that says, yeah. look,
0: it's super easy for us now to uh, find your data yeah. and what's in there. And well, like. you've already seen this in AWS and GCP have a couple of these uh, yeah. uh Different catalogs and, you know, when we're talking about Athena and those sorts of toolings. Absolutely. And, you know, to me, the the missing key is the context and always has been when it comes yeah. to the data catalog. And that's why, you know, we all love Google. That's where we start uh, our journey when we're looking for something. Well, Google can pull out the context of what you're looking at and when it comes to you know a bunch of structured data inside of a database you know you don't have that context necessarily no. and that becomes no. the problem and i think that is where the you know somebody's going to do something cool with ai <laughs> and if they For do sure. i'm looking at it as i remember at the beginning of like the the 2010s we saw this big transformation from bi business intelligence crystal decision uh you know cognos and other toolings and then our friends at tableau came along and brought this yep. tool and it's like holy wow this is so changed uh my paradigm i think this yep. place is right for that and that's what i'm looking for because i think ultimately it's something we all want we want to we don't want to recreate work sure. we want it to come do it right for sure. uh,
1: if you have something that that uh that exactly what you described like you have Somewhat of a somewhat of a Google that you can put on top of your on top of your HDFS or your S3 buckets or whatever. The, the, pro- mm-hmm. the when it becomes difficult is the data is is siloed and lot of lot of different places. That that's probably the real challenge. but if you can just come and then use a search engine and give mm-hmm. a couple of keywords and you have all the tables that you can see once again yeah. because it shouldn't put that aside like all the, the 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 security aspect but you can you can find all those data that that those tables that you're supposed to see ranked by orders uh that's out uh, to be extremely valuable for sure yeah
0: yeah it's so our d de- our friend decentralization versus centralization that yeah. th- that tension is always remaining and we just need we need AI to get us there. So and sure. let us know what you think in terms of your predictions around uh, around this whole concept and idea of data catalogs. Is this something that's going to continue to grow? Is it going to be stagnant? Uh, are we ripe to see some sort of very amazing change? I, I'm holding up my hand. I would love to see it as well. So. You know, follow us on LinkedIn, drop us a comment, follow us, on, uh, subscribe to YouTube. We'd love to hear from you in terms of the comments around this. And we had some great comments in our last podcast, uh, we're going to be trying to bring those in uh, here in, our new, in some of our newer podcasts and answer some of those questions from previous times. But as always, Alex, always enjoy the conversation. Thanks, Thanks so Grant. much for joining us from Singapore. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, guys. And thank you, everybody. And please make sure to uh, join us again uh, here on the Proof of Concept podcast. Thanks for listening. Please stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Follow us on Data Who with LinkedIn and YouTube channels. See you soon. Thanks and have a great day. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.